Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us this day. Please know you're always very welcome here at Trinity. We have great joy on this second Sunday of Easter as we will uh, once again gather around Christ's word and sacrament and continue to hear of this amazing wonder that the Lord is risen, he is risen indeed. And to that end, Christ is risen. Well, I will turn your attention to the inside of the back cover of your bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section, a summary of our readings for this second Sunday of Easter. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood. These three point to Christ and flow from Christ. Jesus shows his disciples his, hand, his hands side... His side from which blood and water flowed, saying, Peace be with you. He presents the wounds which turn our fear to gladness and which restore us to the Father. Jesus breathes on his disciples and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. His breath, his words are spirit and life. They raise up our dry, dead bones and give us new and everlasting life. Christ now gives his ministers to speak his forgiving, spirit-filled words to the penitent in his stead. Our Lord continues to come to his people, presenting his wounds to us in the sacraments of water and blood. He bids us to touch his side at his table, to receive his risen body and blood in true faith, that believing we may have life in his name. And on that note, we do have a great joy of receiving the Lord's Supper this day. And in accord with our Lord's word, we do ask that all those joining us at the table be members either of this congregation or a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, so that we are then united in our confession of the Christian faith as we are uh, bid and commanded to be in our Lord's word. This uh, our service this day is divine service setting four as it begins on page 203. We now sing the, oh, before I forget, when we come to communion, you'll notice there's three hymns, which is typical, but that third hymn, 603, today will be a solo. Uh, so feel free to follow along with the words in the uh, hymnal. Uh, it's a wonderful hymn, but it will be a solo this day for the third distribution hymn. That being said, we'll now sing our first hymn, hymn number 478. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a sound and behold a rattling. 
and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are clean cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 John chapter 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth, for there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the marks of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, 
But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. Well, the risen Lord revealed himself to his disciples. He told them again how it had been necessary for him, the Christ, to be handed over to wicked men, treated shamefully and killed, but then rise again on the third day. But Peter had tried to stop it. And he was fiercely rebuked, if you remember. Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. So also a storm raged on the Sea of Galilee, and the Lord of creation slept on a cushion in the front of the boat. The disciples, they feared for their lives. They woke him up as though they were in great peril, and they too were sharply rebuked. Oh, you of little faith. And then later on, Peter, James, and John, they were asked by Jesus to watch and pray with him for only an hour. Gethsemane, but they didn't pray. They fell asleep, and then they were strongly rebuked. Could you not watch with me one hour? And then Peter, oh Peter, he denied the Lord at the home of the high priest at the illegal gathering of the Sanhedrin that evening. Peter was rebuked when that rooster crowed. He hung his head and wept bitter tears, but he did not later stand at the foot of the cross. And so we see the Spirit may be willing the flesh indeed is weak. Then that first Easter evening after the women had told his disciples what the angel announced to them when they found the body of Jesus missing, and Peter and John had run to the empty tomb and saw the burial shroud where he had been laid, they still did not believe. The door was shut for fear of the Jews. Given what had been done to Jesus, there was no telling what Caiaphas and all the other authorities would seek to do to them. And when he came to them that night... We might expect yet another strong rebuke, but Jesus did not come with a rebuke. Christ came through that door, closed for fear, just as he had gone past the stone at the mouth of the tomb and the awestruck guards, just as he had appeared and then was gone at Emmaus, where hearts were burning and faith was given sight. Thus, our Lord came to his beloved disciples. Guards, fear, stones, shut doors, miles of distance. They cannot keep Jesus out. But notice, dear saints, he came not for a rebuke. Instead, Christ came for an absolution. Peace to you. Even Thomas, who was conspicuously absent that Easter evening, was given only a gentle rebuke eight days later in the midst of the forgiveness and mercy the risen Lord came bearing to his beloved ones. Peace to you, he said. Touch my wounds, do not doubt, but believe. When Christ was born, the angels, they sang, Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. God the Son was born in the flesh to be a sacrifice for sin that sets us all free. He came to declare peace between rebellious subjects and their king. He came to bridge that immense gap between God and man created by sin to make peace by his body stretched out and pierced for us on the cross for our salvation. Christ came to bring a sword, and then he bore it in himself. 
It was thrust into his side. He suffered the agony of his soul. He was declared guilty of sins that he did not commit, and he was forsaken by his father, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Jesus, who is the second Adam, died upon the cursed tree of death and transformed it into a blessed tree of life. And now he is alive, vindicated by his father. So it is then that the killing sword, it was reforged upon the cross in the fiery trial of his passion. And as several of the prophets had foretold long ago, the sword was turned into a plowshare. Now it tills the ground once soaked with blood. It cultivates the earth that knows now God's love. It raises up a crop that yields a hundredfold. The strife is o'er, the battle is done. The lion of Judah, he lays down with the lambs, and they are kept safe. He declares a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that peace it is found in his wounds. It surprises even the holy angels who long to peer into this mystery. For it is peace as broad and deep and incomprehensible as the Holy Trinity himself, as shockingly wonderful as a man alive, risen from the dead. You see, the risen Christ, he announces this peace in the very same upper room where he had given his disciples his body for food and his blood for drink. The enemy of mankind, Satan, that great seducer from the garden, he has been soundly defeated, dealt a mortal wound, death is dead, and Jesus lives. The accuser of both God and man has been stripped of his power to accuse. The whole world has been reconciled to God the Father. Sin has been done away with. We are free to love the God who has always loved us. All who are baptized into Christ's death and raised in his resurrection, those who confess his holy name, they will live forever. So then, it may have you wondering, with all this glory, with all this celebration, well, what remains to be feared? Well, against what do we shut our own doors? Well, we know there's plenty, in fact, right? According to the flesh, that is our sinful flesh, even death still holds its dread for us. It is our last enemy on this earth. And besides death itself, there's also pain, sorrow, suffering of every form. Jesus lives, and that is absolutely true, or as we might confess, most certainly true. But we have not yet been delivered from all these things. See, our crosses in this life must still be carried, must still be borne. We live in the presence of many sad things, countless, honestly, in the midst of uncertainty and of danger. But we live always by faith. We may shut our doors and bolt them tight, but we do not live as those who have no hope, for Christ is risen. While we may be contending with the sinful thoughts, words, and ways of men, we are at peace with God, our Heavenly Father, through the sacrifice and resurrection of His Son, our Lord. We know that this veil of tears, it's not our home forever. And what we will suffer now, it won't last forever. The stones from our tombs and the tombs of those we love who are in Christ, they will be rolled away. The dead will rise. Our bodies will be perfected and will be glorified, and we too will have our own Easter. The disciples, they shut that door in Jerusalem for fear that night. They didn't want Caiaphas and all of his company doing to them what had been done to Jesus. Eventually, however, those things would be done to them. But by then their faith had grown enough 
Their weariness with this vain and evil world was great enough that they actually embraced that which they had feared. They were severely persecuted, if not murdered for the faith, but with a strong sense of peace and with songs of praise and joy on their lips. And to this day, they are powerful witnesses to a faith that knows more than our mortal eyes can see, of hope that rests in confidence upon the word and promise of God, which are unshakable. You see, even when everything seems contrary to that word because of what we experience, we cling to it in faith. Their fear was removed. They knew peace without end, and they have received their reward. There are no doors to shut. Nothing to shut them out of heaven, for Christ has opened heaven unto all who confess his name, all who believe on him by the power of the Spirit. See, yes, on this uh, second Sunday of Easter, which we typically think of as Doubting Thomas Sunday, or at least perhaps some of us think about that, even Thomas, the one whose doubts had to be assuaged by Jesus appearing and showing him the wounds in his hands, his feet, and his side, he finally had all those doubts and those fears Removed, cast out by Jesus' word. Like most of the original disciples, so we don't really know with certainty where Thomas went with his newly received courage. Now there is a long-held tradition in the church that Thomas went east. That is, he went to the Parthians where he evangelized, which, of course, that was part of ancient Persia, and then to all of Persia itself, and then on to India, where he is still considered today to have been instrumental in the founding of what Christianity there is in India. And according to that same long-held tradition, Thomas, he met a violent death at the hands of those who despised the word of God, who despised what he was preaching. So very likely did all the apostles, except John, the author of our gospel this day, who was exiled to the island of Patmos to keep him quiet about Jesus Christ and faith in him. But of course, the word of God cannot be shackled because from St. John on the island of Patmos, we received then the revelation of St. John. And so then may God grant us this apostolic courage, this wisdom, and this grace that is born in and of forgiveness, which we have in Christ. So also, may our Father grant us that same merciful peace that we too would face the end, both of ourselves and of those we love, with confidence and with sure and certain hope. Do not be afraid. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He is risen, and he brings you his peace in his word and in his supper. And in him, you have life everlasting. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son greets his disciples with peace despite their sins against him. Make us confident in his mercy toward us and gladden our hearts as he comes to us in his body and blood to forgive, renew, and strengthen us. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son to die for our sins and rise for our justification. By his holy wounds, bless us with the forgiveness of sins and bless those sent to serve us in your name, that your church would be built up in our time and in the ages to come. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, remember those who have wandered from the household of faith. 
faithful to your promises, work all things in their lives to remind them of their need for your unending grace and steadfast love, that they might return to the faith and delight in your Son, crucified and raised for them. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you are the true source of life through the power of your Spirit. Humble those who are given authority over the lives of our people, that they would discharge the duty you have given in accord with your holy will. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, as your Son's wounds brought gladness and peace to the troubled disciples, give your presence and comfort to the troubled in our midst, especially Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. Comfort also those who weep with the blessed joy of, the, of Easter morning. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, at the death of your Son, you gave the testimony of your Spirit in the water and blood that poured from his wounded side. Grant that having received this testimony in the water of baptism, we may also receive it in the body and blood of Jesus in the Holy Supper, and so overcome the world by our faith in him. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your gifts to the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod for the past 175 years. Chiefly do we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ, who alone is our salvation. By his death you have atoned for our sins. By his resurrection you have justified us. And by his word and Holy Spirit you have brought the gospel of peace to us. We give thanks that for 175 years in the congregations of our synod, you have richly and daily forgiven the sins of believers. Not unto us, O Lord, but unto your name be glory. We implore you, O Lord, to sanctify and keep the congregations, schools, and organizations together with all our people in the truth. Your word is truth. Preserve us from false teaching. Bring to us repentance for every place where love or zeal has faltered. Grant us and our children bold and steadfast hearts to remain faithful to this confession and church, suffering all rather than to fall away from it, and unite, uh, unite us with all Christians in a true confession of Jesus Christ, in whom the world has redemption, the forgiveness of sins. To you alone be all glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ is risen. Thanks be to God for good hymnody. Can't beat that last stanza. Alleluia, now we cry to our King immortal, who triumphant bursts the bars of the tomb's dark portal. Come, you faithful, raise the strain of triumphant gladness. God has brought his Israel into joy from sadness. Amen. Handful of announcements here before we depart. Uh, the first of which is not written in the bulletin there. It's the final day for that uh, Gloria group order. Uh, so do please get those orders in and use that coupon code that is available on the uh, little half sheet handouts that I believe there's still some in the narthex there. Otherwise, they are laying on the glass case uh, just inside the entryway over there. Uh, wonderful chance to get some uh, books for all ages that are good, solid biblical Lutheran hymns with beautiful illustrations included there. So that's the end of the pitch. Um, as far as the calendar this week, of course, we have Sunday school and Bible study immediately following worship. Um, then this Tuesday, we have our women's theology on tap at 7, which means, of course, then that the adult member class will not meet this Tuesday. And then Wednesday, our final midweek school of the year. It's kind of hard to believe we're already there. Uh, followed at 6, at 6 p.m. with our workout class in the auditorium. And then Thursday, men's theology on tap at 7. 
A reminder that today is the Parsonage Open House, so whenever Bible study and Sunday school are done, y'all come. Uh, we do ask you to go to the front door and enter there. That way there's plenty of room for people to come in. It's a little easier to navigate rather than going into the garage. So please do come in the front door uh, for some fellowship, light appetizers, and refreshments. Um, we just want to say thank you for all the uh, wonderful renovations that have been done to the Parsonage and for just how warmly we've been welcomed. I know it's been about a year and a half now, but... Uh, still continue to be blown away by how God has blessed us here, so thank you very much. Uh, also, the uh, Trinity Women's Guild, they're updating their committee listing, so please contact Patty Cheney. Her contact information is there in the bulletin, um, letting her know what committee you're on, if you want to stay with that committee, or if you want to move to a different one. Uh, so please see that note there. Uh, and also, next Sunday, May 1st, is Good Shepherd Sunday, and our midweek school students will be uh, sharing their musical gifts at the beginning of the service. So, uh, kids, you are to be here at 845 and meet in the large Sunday school room uh, with Patsy to prepare for that. Uh, I do believe that brings us to the end of our announcements. Anything I may have missed? All right, God's peace be with you, and blessed are you who have not seen and yet believe. I'll greet you at the door. <laughs>